and welcome to the Pentem Podcast. Simon here with Fraser and Liam. Hi, chaps. How are we? Yeah, all right. Hello. Thanks. Hello. Good. Good. How are you, Simon? Yeah, very well. So we'll. I be... wonder how much the listeners care about how we actually are. <laughs> Do well, I'd, I'd hope they would. You know. Yeah, it's nice to think they do, but you know, realistically. <laughs> It's hypocritical okay. of me to take part in that part because every time after the game, I listen to Radio Oxford and someone rings up and asks Jerome how he is. I just think, why? Who cares? I, 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 I care hope you're well, Jerome. Jerome. <laughs> I do care how you are. I don't mean it like that. I think, it's, I think it's the caring about that interaction. Yeah. We, I assume if something's wrong with Jerome, either we'll know about it or he won't be able to see the game. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's probably always going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love a little tangent straight away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we've, we've got four games since the last pod. Blackpool at home, which was 1-1. Wigan away, which was 2-0. Wickham at home, 2-2. And Lincoln last night, as we record, uh, a 2-0 win. Um, so we'll, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll get, get high Tim done nice and early, uh, in case we Hi, forget Tim. and we get uh, into all of that. Um so yeah, a very very quickly sort of Blackpool Wigan not great Brannigan missing and and I think the performance at the end of the Wickham game and the performance last night kind of shows how much we miss Brannigan. If he's yeah not there. during that that first game without in the Blackpool game I felt um, I felt a couple of things. Firstly, Blackpool and the history with Brannigan, maybe with how um, sort of sometimes overly invested he gets might not mm. be the worst thing. And I thought that about Harris's performance as well, because they were after him and was he trying to impress too much and all of that stuff. Um, and I thought we missed him more in terms of having the depth. But as you say, when he came on, uh, when we were playing Wickham and him being back in last night, he is great in me. It, like, and, and you can't even look at what McEachran and McGrain did and go, oh, well, they were awful. They, they were fine. It's yeah. just he has that little something. It, I, I've said this before when well, I've done, you know, uh, on other pods, other clubs' pods, and it's kind of who's your main man, and you kind of go for the last few years. It's, it's been well, it's Cameron Brannigan. He's kind of the heartbeat of the team. You know, yes, there's dangerous players here, there, and everywhere, uh, but he's the heartbeat. And it kind of you're right, Liam. It, it, you know, once he came back, it's like, yeah, nothing wrong with McQueen, and he's having a fantastic season. But you're yeah, Brannigan gives you that something extra. Yeah, and I can't even pinpoint it. No, it's just great. It's yeah, it is that little bit of magic, or yeah. And yeah, it was illness, special. wasn't it? it? Wasn't actually he wasn't injured. It was no, it was this bug that yeah. was potentially affecting other players in the squad as well. You know, yeah, what was the the overall kind of dip in those two or three games down to to that illness bug. You feel terrible because in football, it's one of the only things where you go, oh, good, they're ill. They're, they're not injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought, oh, hopefully it's a cold or something. And uh, mm. you know, he'll, be, he'll be back soon. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it does explain um, the little kind of blip we had because it felt weird. Um, after the Wickham game, we'd taken, what, two points from a possible nine, which is mm. seriously lower than what we're, we're used to this season. Almost last season's form. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shocking. But now it's funny how quickly things change because we are now at, I think, eight points from the last fifth possible 15, if you take it as five games, mm. um, which kind of looks okay again, you know. Yeah. Um, we, you know, I think that's um, kind of playoff form, isn't it? They say. Well, eight, eight from 15 is what Map used to yeah. aim for every every five games. 
we're now at the point that we could, in theory, lose the next five games and still be there. Yeah. Um, over the whole season. So yeah, as far as blips go, it's it's an interesting one, and and winning last night makes us go. Hopefully, that's behind us, but it's so long till the next um, the next league game. It's I don't know. It's just. It was a shame to lose those those games in hand and the uh, the points, the little cushion that we had. But I don't know. Everyone's going to have the blip at some point, and if mm. if that's ours, and I'm sure we'll have another one at some point throughout the season, can probably uh, live with it. Especially as last night, it sort of felt a bit like um, back to how we have been. You look at the stats. You look at you look at the game on the whole, yeah, didn't didn't necessarily get out of sort of second gear, mm. um, and and pretty control pretty much controlled the game. Two soft goals, you'd be annoyed to concede them, but you know we we scored them, had the chances to get a few more, and then ended up with a bit of luck. But confidence maybe may have been a bit lower, and and uh, it's a great way to get back on track. Yeah, and you know, talking of sort of form, other teams' form, you know. Um, you look at Barnsley and Derby, two teams that we got good wins away at. They started their seasons fairly poorly. Um, they've now come good, like we all knew they would. You know, I'd say come good. We're nowhere near the end of the season yet, but they're they, they're doing a lot better now. Uh, and we can sit here and say, well, we've been to both places and got wins at both. So that's that's not somewhere we're going to have to go um, uh, again this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we've got those positives. And you know, you have to feel surely Portsmouth are going to. Not not win at some point. Actually, they drew their two games ago, didn't they? But I don't think they've lost since March, which um, is yeah. It's, I hate to see them do well, but it is quite impressive. <laughs> it must be said. <laughs> uh, if if we go up, I don't care who comes up with us. That's quite that's, true. That's where yeah. I am. That's quite true. I'm like if oh if they're doing well, absolutely fine as long yeah. as we're doing right. So we had the Blackpool game where you know it did it did feel a bit like we had that illness. Then we had the Wigan game where it looked like we couldn't create a thing. It was a really odd performance for, mm. for this team. So let's hope that was isolated. And then there was Wickham, which was a really interesting game to analyze. Yeah. Well, just, yeah. <laughs> we could probably do hours on this game. It was bizarre. It was um, uh, not a derby game, um, but it was... It was <laughs> Well, I think um, the I think the most important point is the referee did not cost us the game. Us no, not taking I, our chances. I agree with that. Cost us the yeah. game. Uh, yeah. That's why we didn't win it. It it should have comfortably been three or four at half time. You you had the goal. Then you had Bowden's header very soon afterwards. Harris uh, is a, a good save. To be fair, the, the defender sort of tried to take him out and and couldn't get to him. So the, you know that's three goals we should have scored. Then you've got. The referee blew up and and didn't play advantage, and you you back on any striker there. I would have thought, um, even Harris in his current form. Mm. Um, and then you've got the if it's a penalty in the second half, you've got a penalty in the first half. So you can probably say it could have been five nil at halftime, uh, and I, I think that maybe would have flattered us, but three or four at least. Um, mm. So then when it comes into it and the referee gives them. The, the penalty he didn't give in the first half. And then some people have, have looked back at, at their second penalty and, and said 
uh, that it was it was soft, but it probably was one. I just don't think it was. I think he I think he dives over the goalkeeper and and hangs his leg out. Um, that being said, I think Harris <laughs> um, made a meal of stuff for, for mm. our one, and and realistically, a game that that should have been three or four nil ended up at two all. The referee did not cost us the game, though. There you are. No. I think I think everyone's expecting me to have a little referee run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that now. Just just something. I, so I I shared the the video clip of the two handballs, the one that was given and the one that wasn't, and and in my eyes, very, very similar. Shared it with, with a guy who's a football fan, not an Oxford fan, but he hadn't seen it. And he looked at it and he said, the the only difference he could see really was when the Wickham player slid, it hit his, it hit his foot and then his hand. So there is that kind of, that was a, a difference between the two. Um, and I think there is, Part of the rules are, you know, if it hits a foot and then hits your hand, you know, that can that can change it. But he also meant, I think it was him, he also sort of said, you've, you've now got referees uh, in the Premier League where, where you've got these real sort of technical issues over, was that a penalty, was that not? Was, you know, was it handball, was it not? Has he made his arms bigger? All of that. You've got VAR to help you with that. Now, whatever we think about VAR, at least when you're trying to make those important decisions about was it or was it not a penalty, was it not handball, etc. The referee can go and see that incident lots of times over and over again from different angles and slowed down. We've we've got the same sort of laws applying at this level where the referee sees it once. And it's that, is it something that maybe the laws should be simple? Well, they should be simplified. It doesn't help referees where there's loads and loads of, okay, that's handball. Ah, yeah, but this happened earlier and therefore something else happened. And, and it's all, no, if it is your hand, it's handball. If it doesn't, it's not. Make it easy. Make it easy for referees to be able to make the correct decision because there's so much. And it's the same with, like you say, the, 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 the second penalty for Wickham. Does he make contact? Does he not? It, it's kind of, it looked a bit like Beadle pulled his hands away or like you say, did the Wiccan player kind of, you know, initiate the contact? And a little bit, well, same with Harris. He, he kind of puts his foot towards the Wiccan player or blocks it. And it's, it's, it's difficult for referees to make those decisions when they get to see it once in real time on the pitch. So oh. it, it, it's kind of that whole... You know, VAR helps at the higher level because they get to see it again and again and again. At this level, they don't. But they, they, it's the, these technical issues around offences that are easy to make decisions on VAR, but not when you don't have it. Yeah, I, I understand the coming off, coming off your body before and so on. But I thought if your hand was breaking your fall, it wouldn't yeah. be given anyway. In which case, mm. neither of them are penalties. Yeah. It. I. I just. Yeah. <laughs> Well, here, yeah, here's here's where Stockbridge is falling down for me. So, like you said, Liam, just then, I agree. He should either give either give both or not. I mean, like you say, Simon, the rules should be clearer. However, if the ref is gonna, if if each ref has a different opinion of what's a penalty and what's not, 
watch it needs to be consistent shows, in yeah, that, doesn't it? Saturday, yeah, yeah. What Saturday showed is he's kind of just deciding as he goes along. Just playing devil's advocate a little bit here, and it's it's something that's said a lot about referees. Are oh, they want to be the center of attention? There's an arrogance. Look at him, you know. The, I think refereeing takes a certain, um, well, not a certain amount, a huge amount of self-confidence. You know, you're mm. one guy with two blokes 50 or 60 yards away from you who are the only two that are really supporting you. And you've got to be making decisions whilst being constantly bombarded by players trying to get in your head and appeal for stuff that's not there. I He probably is an arrogant idiot. Um, but, I, but equally, I think there's... The, Within, you know, as a referee, you've got to have huge levels of self-confidence um, I don't to do the job. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's, it's a tricky one. I, uh, this is yeah. where I don't like the the whole. They've got a difficult job. Mm. They they have cho- It's not jury service. True. If 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 you called up as a football fan and like, by the way, Fraser, you're refereeing the the Gillingham match next weekend. Like, uh, of course, then you're like, well, it's a difficult job. I don't blame him for getting a few things wrong. They have looked at the game of football and gone, I would like to be a referee. They've gone through their training, like to whatever standard. They've got all their qualifications, everything they've needed to do. And they're doing that job by choice. It's that is a world apart by people that are chosen at random. In that case, yeah, they've got a difficult job. We should support them. Hmm. They have chosen to do that job. And they are doing it poorly. They need to suffer consequence of that. My issue with refereeing in general is the lack of consequence. There was a fourth official, there was an assessor in the crowd uh, for that Wickham game. As far as I'm aware, the assessor gives them a grade. Each manager gives them a grade. So it's fair to say Stockbridge received three bad grades then. What happens then? I'm not saying Mm. nothing happens. I'm saying we as people who pay to see it and therefore ultimately pay the EFL because that money goes there and then pay the refs, as people who are paying to be entertained by this sport, we should know what goes on. We should know what punishment there is for it. And if there isn't one, then maybe they should work out a, a procedure. Um, in terms of uh, other, other stuff you just mentioned surrounding the referee, going down too easily, all of that stuff. Referees have the tools to stop that from happening. They've Mm. been told for so many seasons, if people argue with them, book them. If people go down too easily, book them. You've got things to stop you. And and not only that, if if you say Harris's was a penalty, because there is contact and all of that stuff, he shouldn't have to go down. If it's a foul, it's a foul. It's not a foul because he fell over. It's a foul Mm. anyway but the ref isn't giving it unless he falls over. So you're encouraging him then to fall over, but then it's the player's fault for falling over. No, it's not. It's because mm. it's not being refereed properly. The referee should be able to spot a foul without a player rolling around, but they don't, or they don't give it. And I, I don't know what the change needs to be, but a lot of issues referees have with people trying to con them, all of that stuff comes from them not doing the things that are there in place to stop it all from happening, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Liam, as well. And something I'd add in is, in 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 their defence, if they want, if the if the EFL, the, the FA, whoever else, the governing bodies of football, 
are are hell bent on technology being part of football, right? If we have to have that, we've talked on this podcast before about body cameras for refs. Mm. Let's see Microphones. how they're actually spoken to on the pitch. Yeah. Let's see what actually goes on. It, it would soon change. And yeah. what, what do we all want here? We all want better officials. Yeah, that's. I, I think we. Yeah, it's kind of like the penalty stuff. Oh, if you give that, it's a penalty at every corner. Well, if you give them. They'll stop doing They'll the stop fans. Doing yeah. So it's just about, well, your point, Liam, you know, about they've got the tools to do, you know, verbal abuse, swearing at the ref, whatever it might be. At the start of this season, right, kicking the ball away or, you know, delaying the restart of a game, you'll get a yellow card. You, you now hardly ever see anyone kicking the ball away. Occasionally you'll see a, a player kind of look and go, oh, no, I better not. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. that kind of... Because they've even been doing it, and it's been refreshing to see. They've even been doing it when a team's losing and kicks a ball away. Yeah, it's that it it shows that it can work. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if a referee now, because you know, players were made very aware, this is what we're going to do. We're going to crack down on this. Now, you're right. The the tools are there for referees. What would happen if in a game? You know, a referee decides, right, anyone who uses foul and abusive, I don't know if, if it's still a thing, but it used to be foul and abusive language towards a referee, red card, yellow card, whatever it might be. It would be interesting to see what the reaction would be to a referee who in the next game, players start and he starts going, bang, yellow, 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 all of you. You know, there would be a, well, he's lost control of the game rather than, no, actually he's 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 implementing the laws of the game as they should be and the players shouldn't be swearing at him mm-hmm. so it's you're right the, the the referees could help themselves by applying the letter of the law you know almost to work, work to rule right players you're going to swear at me i'm going to book you and last time we we spoke about refs so much we got told we were whinging a lot i'd, I'd like to go <laughs> say I will, again I will. it didn't cost us the game no. um and to answer a certain radio oxford phone in person we don't just complain about the ref when we when we lose which is exactly what he said we complained mm. about the ref against bristol rovers when we won <laughs> and against wickham when we drew so it, it's yeah. not about us losing it's yeah. about the fact we're paying to see a football match and we didn't get to see the good match we should have seen. The most, the worst one that he did was not playing the advantage. advantage. That yeah. was unbelievably and it, annoying. And it I'm backed my him language into there. booking, it backed him into booking the Wickham player. Yeah. That was never a booking. No. Yeah. But then he's got it to was... make that decision at that point. No, I went to watch that back that moment on Sunday. And I was hoping I was going to see that Harris was offside he wasn't. He didn't really have that good a chance. And the, and I know this isn't the ref's problem, but the wider ramifications are Mark Harris is obviously quite low on confidence at the moment. Yeah. He was presented a chance where he completely beaten the offside trap. And if you watch it, you do not see the keeper at any point. So he's rooted to his line. Mm. Now, we don't know what Mark Harris would have done next, but the likelihood is he was going to score. And that's the one. And I know that our form, our three points and Mark Harris's confidence is not Seb Stockbridge's concern. He just got to call the game. No, no. But what his concern is, he messed up. Oh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And mm. and that was, you know, I I thought that was the the his worst moment of the game. I just thought it was bizarre, you know. And they and I us. use that to talk about Mark Harris and move on to, yes. to football related things. <laughs> um, his movement made the space for Rodriguez's goal. Like obviously, it's great build up, but Mark Harris creates that space for him. Um, he obviously wins the penalty for for our second goal. Um, 
I think, yes, he hasn't scored for a long time. If you watch him off the ball, the stuff he is doing is creating. He is worth that place. When you've got um, two points from a possible nine, I understand it's easy to look and go, he should be scoring more, he's our talisman. When you get 32 points from your opening 15 games, you've got to say that the team are doing what they need to do and everyone's doing their job. If you look at Manning from the past, he does not have that one goal scorer that scores all the all the time. Um, and I heard on the dub them talking about Plymouth last season and their top goal scorer got 13. Um, he is not Matty Taylor. He will never be Matty Taylor. What he is, is someone who is involved in that style of play that creates space for Greg Lee to score that goal against um, Blackpool, for Rodriguez to score that goal against um, Wickham and creates chances. He helps make space. He draws defenders, all of that stuff. He doesn't put the ball in the net as often as he should. I get that, but he is worth his place at the side. Something on, on social media today where I'm kind of defending... Mark Harris, people are going, what does he bring or does he bring? And yes, he's he's only scored the three goals and one assist. In the now, league. In the league, sorry, yeah. And that's what I was looking at. In terms of if you, and I know I realised that if you took him out of, the, out of the game, you'd put somebody else in there. But if you take away his goals and his assist, we would be six points worse off. Now, Alfie May at Charlton has scored nine goals. If you take away his nine goals, Charlton would be just four points worse off. So, actually, Mark You've Harris You've done some is, actual research. I, I That's know. not how we work on this. No, yeah, this I is apologize. groundbreaking. I'd like to apologise for this uh, in- interruption to normal uh, <laughs> transmission. But, yeah, so his goals have been hugely important to, you know, yes, there haven't been that many of them, but all of them have been important. All of them have made, you know, whereas Alfie May may have scored the one consolation goal in a 3-0 defeat or 3-1 defeat sorry or he scored one goal when they've scored when they've won 4-0 you know it's that and I appreciate it's <laughs> lies damn lies and statistics but but actually his his contribution like this as well as the the work he does the goals he's he's scored and the assist he's got have been hugely important they've been instrumental in more than one game and I think he yeah I'd love him to score more goals, and he's he's you know that is an area where we do need to strengthen. But I think he's bring as you've said, Liam, he's bringing an awful lot to the game. I remember, you know, you guys are too young to remember Emil Heskey, but as a it was always <laughs> oh, oh well, he never scores for England, he's rubbish for England. And yet, if you spoke to you know players that played with him, Michael Owen said, "I loved playing with him because he did so much work. He allowed me space." To, to get the glory and score the goals, you know, and it, it's a, it's a little bit like that with Harris. He's doing the the hard work that that gives, and and maybe last night we had a bit more pace in the side last night, you know, around him um, with with Stan Mills playing sort of from fairly early on, and uh, and it, it well, no right from the start. Sorry, did he start? Well, no, he, he yeah. came on for long three minutes. That's in. right. Oh. Yes, when uh, well, yeah. it, I, I think long went down three minutes in, and then stuff yeah. was made like. <laughs> Quite it felt like <laughs> half an hour later, but. <laughs> but but that you know, therefore you 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 when Harris holds the ball up, you've got someone quick enough to get forward and support him very quickly. Whereas when it's Bowden and Rodriguez, maybe they're not quite as quick. They're not getting around him as quickly. 
and it certainly you know made it made it better for him last night. But no, I love him. I, I think he you know he works damn hard. He, he just needs a goal, and I think if he gets one, he might go on a little run and, and score a lot. But I, he's certainly worth his place in the side. Yeah, um, yeah, I obviously agree. As as I've said, yeah. uh, one thing one thing I find really interesting with uh, with last night's game is again afterwards um Liam Manning's asked about formations and and why uh, it's interesting that you brought on Stan Mills uh for Sam Long instead of uh instead of bringing on Thornley and, and mm. sticking with the same shape and then I swear Manning says I've just sort of wanted to go sort of like for like if he thinks St- Sam Long <laughs> and Stan Mills are similar I don't know like, unless he meant well we just you know we're replaced with it's essentially it's Finn Stevens replacing Sam Long, and then Stan Mills replacing Finn Stevens. It's that kind of if, uh, but then they more or less changed to four at the back. I don't. Yeah, it, you know, I I think right. I think Liam Manning. There's a conspiracy here. I think he's really just one of us, and <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't really care about positions and formations, and he's figured out that it it's all a big con from football people, and yeah, he's just kind of nah, you just put eleven on there and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, pick P- my Pierre van Hoydonk did, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Pierre van Hoydonk did once say you because he fell out with the manager at um at uh, Forest at the time. Dave Bassett was the manager, and he fell out with him. And he, he did say, Pierre van Hoydonk, um, that you could replace every manager in the Premier League with a cat. And you'd still have one team that won the division and you'd still have somebody finishing bottom. Doesn't mean the cat knows what they're doing. <laughs> There's also, um, hasn't there been a couple of occasions where Nathan has asked him something about a formation change and he just kind of answers... It's not that important, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing to... I don't know. Just to hear someone talk in that way, yeah. where they're like, yeah, I just, you know, I thought, you know, he's a good player. Let's put him on." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it worked. Um, and and that's two now. He's put into a dangerous place, and it's resulted in an own goal. Um, obviously, this one's a mistake as opposed to an attempted clearance. But still, you, you put the ball yeah. into the dangerous area, and mm. um, and you'll get yeah. some free. <laughs> The goalkeeper looked like he was trying to catch a ball on. It was a little, yeah. oh, nice, just straight through. No idea. Um, it was uh, really interesting. I watched back the uh, the game again today because I'm that much of a nerd and put on the oh, the home commentary. Just I, I like to hear what the opposition's view are of of Oxford, and it was largely Oxford are a very very good team, mm. and they are better than us, and they have played better than us, and haven't had to try too hard. Um. But they are better, yeah. And that's just great to hear. It was like they were talking about Peterborough a few years ago when mm. they were just like leagues ahead of everyone else, or Ipswich last season, and so on. To hear the way they talked about Oxford, uh, and then at the end of the game, they sort of said, "You can see exactly why they are where they are, and they're closing down on Pompey." And it was it was really nice to hear, and it terrifies me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it that, also I... we we've said it so often that we see ourselves in isolation. We see every game we play, and we we find you know like some fans at the moment finding fault with Mark Harris. Oh, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Sam Long is not good enough. And then, like you said, you've then got opposition fans going, "Well, they're the best side we've seen at our place this season." And it's like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, they 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 see us compared to everyone else. 
you know, they've, because yeah. they've had other teams come to them. They 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 can compare us with everyone else. And I think it you're right, it is refreshing, but it is also terrifying. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there are a certain amount of teams, aren't there, in League One where we've played them a few years in a row or they go up and come mm. back and we play them again. And I always think Barnsley are one of them where they I always think they just always look better than us. They always look better organized well drilled they just they look like they're going to get a result more than we do until mm. this season yeah and it kind of feels like other clubs look at us like that at the moment um so i don't know but as liam said i don't oh, yeah i'm a bit scared saying things like this um, <laughs> yeah i'd, I'd yeah. like to point out again it is still early in the season but where we've gone from being a quarter of the way through we're more or less a third of the way through now and yeah here we are still in second um Obviously, if Bolton win their game in hand, it depends on the score as to whether we stay there. But goal difference-wise, you'd expect... Um, yeah, it's five. We've got a, a five-goal better goal difference than them at the moment. Yeah. Um, but theirs is next week, isn't it? Uh, it's next Tuesday. So we'll see what happens there. But they will have, in the same way that we have, a poor few weeks. Mm. That's That's how it happens that's how the uh, league goes Shrewsbury there against um, next week so you'd probably expect them to win but you'd probably have expected us to pick up more points from the last four than we have I don't know it's all very scary and and getting very real and we're there to be shot at and I don't like it I don't want to <laughs> let a pod go by without just mentioning that Greg Lee is still amazing. Um, that's all. Indeed. <laughs> he and uh, Tim Tim pointed this out, and he was quite right that he showed last night his defensive ability is pretty much as good as his offensive ability. <laughs> he just, yeah, he's just he's just a wonderful footballer. It's it's not weird, Greg. I don't have an obsession with you or anything, but it, I mean, it's borderline. It's borderline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, he is great. I think. The way he sort of the way he plays is brilliant. His personality is brilliant. We've said that before. His singing voice is lovely. Um, <laughs> but the way he sort of holds himself, there's something. There's a, a point when the fog had properly kicked in last night, where the ball came across and he just handled it like it just just. I'm just going to pop this out for a corner, and yeah. he could have panicked in that position. Yeah. And we've seen plenty of fullbacks panic in that sort of position. It was so calm. It was yeah. it was good to see. And I think that is infectious across a squad, calmness, um, you know, not not the jitters and all this sort of thing. And I think that's uh, he's really good at that. Um, players to come back, it occurred to me the other day, oh, yeah, Marcus mm. Brown and Kyle Edwards play for us, don't they? And yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 um, but Brown is a bit ahead of Edwards, is that right? In terms he, of- there was a little clip released by the uh, club yesterday, I think, asking players what their favourite horror movie was as they were going out to, to train oh, and he was among the players going out to train so I, he's he's on the grass as they say um so yeah i don't think he yeah he's not not too far away hopefully yeah and what was edwards edwards was six to eight weeks wasn't it we must um, be a fair way through that now. Mm. must be three or four yeah. yeah um and and now we've got obviously a couple of cup games yeah and then um the 18th is is international break so mm. This, yeah, you're yeah, looking at chance for them to get back. back. Yeah, and end of the month, and that would make me happy. What do you reckon the squad for sort of games like Maidenhead? Do you think he'll test a few things, or 
it's difficult to say whether you'd go with someone like Cooper, maybe, or you know, mm-hmm. give Perkins another run out, all of all of that stuff, and give them a chance to to earn their place, or you go Mark Harris, put the ball mm-hmm. in the net, and yeah, um, get you. I was going to say the same thing. Get get that confidence. Get that. Yeah, you know, get that first goal. Yeah, um, yeah. It's difficult to know which way you go with that, really. Um, and obviously, if if Marcus Brown is getting back to fitness, maybe you give him a half in one of those games. Um, and I guess we've yeah, got the option difficult. of a cup, a cup game and a trophy game, haven't we? So there's there's yeah. two games there where you could do different things in each game, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's you're asking us a technical question, which makes me think that Simon's <laughs> done some sort of research here. <laughs> I don't know that. Oh, yeah, right. I really yeah, just... I don't know. Statistics, technical questions, what the yeah. hell's going on? I'd like to apologise. <laughs> yeah. oh, we used to record this in a pub. I think we should go back to the good old days. Yeah. Forget all this data yeah. and stuff. The boundary house. <laughs> we'll leave that, leave that to George Ellick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'll that's the other thing you... that's worrying me. <laughs> the fact that George Ellick is like, well, statistically, you know, we're pretty good as well. Stop it. Like, <laughs> it's it's funny how you. I've said a few times there are uh, 22 clubs that would, would snap an arm off to be where we are. And yet I'm not happy here. <laughs> there's, there's something really like, there's something, the, the comfort of being top six and going, well, we could get the autos is, mm. is much more comfortable but then I'm still just looking behind me and, and scared. I, it's all scary uh, and I don't like it. I'm doing that really annoying thing of looking at the last three games and thinking, if we just won one of those, we'd be this much further ahead. No perspective about where we were in March. Don't worry about that. You know? um, but that's how it works, isn't it? You, you, you react to what's happening at the time and... Um, yeah, I know. But it's it, uh... it's, it's inter- uh, sorry, more, more statistics. Here we go, folks. You, you know, I'm spoiling you here. Well, I'm just looking at soccerstats.com, which is, is great. You know, you're talking about you know consistency and things like that. And Bolton have won three on the trot, Peterborough have won two on the trot. No one else has won more than one game recently. You know, we've so you know, Pompey drew their previous game. So is that, there's only two teams that have won more than one game in a row recently. So it's if that was our blip, the, the you know the little three game there, that's not not a, not too bad a blip. Um, but again, it's that whole we look at ourselves in isolation. Oh, we've struggled. We've lost these games. Well, so is everyone else. It's not uh, not purely us. Yeah, uh, I think Bolton closing that gap is. Uh... Mm. You know, it, it might be a bit of a a thing for us to to push to stay away from. Um, so it could inspire us more than anything. But I would rather be promoted now <laughs> and, and not Stop worry the for the next six months. Yeah. yeah. What I think what I find interesting about those games, uh, clubs near the top, and we sort of saw it last night. We saw it against Exeter. Is we can we can still play well against clubs who try and play football. Yeah. Mm. And that's good to see. What we've seen in other games is we can have a little battle. Now, that's something we haven't had recently. Yes, it doesn't always go our way. I think the Wigan game was largely about the first goal. 
we made a few mistakes. They got the first goal. That was the end of the game at that point. I think if we got the first goal, it's it's completely different. I think we we probably go on to win it as well. Um, but that's irrelevant now. It's been and gone. Um, the the fact that you can go into each game and see a way we could win it is quite different to previous seasons when you know we would either beating teams near the top and losing to teams near the bottom or the other way around when you came into those games you sort of go oh, well they're you know this place in the league so we'll lose this one yeah and and most of the time you were right but if that were the case we'd have lost to Stevenage we'd have lost to Bristol Rovers it, it's it's mm. good to see us winning those battling games as it is we've lost first game of the season we've lost a game we were down to nine men um, and yeah, you can talk about discipline, all of that stuff. Uh, and we've lost another game that was that was a bit of a battle, and we had mm-hmm. an off day. If fifteen games into the season, you've lost three throughout the whole season, on average, you'll lose about nine. And twenty sixteen, we got promoted automatically, having lost ten games. So if statistics if there, folks. Carry, yeah, I mean, I've I've massively inflated yeah. them. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I remember Map saying early on that season, we'll, we might lose 10 games this season. And, mm. and a Bournemouth fan said to me upon hearing that, what, 10 and still get promoted? I was like, yeah, that's, that's realistic. And we happen mm. to lose 10 and get promoted. Yeah. So it was bang on. If, yeah. we carry, if we go the rest of the season as we have in the first third, we're in a great place. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a long way. And and how far we've come as well. Only in this calendar year, we had that win against Ipswich in the fog where it was astonishing that we beat them. And it was kind of, we came, we came away going, God, that's a great result. Mm. Little did we know what was to come. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think they were second at the time. Obviously, we're second at the moment. But if we played, say, third now, Bolton, and beat them, we'd come away going, yeah, cool. Yeah, that, that there was, there was a, we had a good chance in that and we beat them. So, how much we've changed in in only this calendar year is is kind of mad, um, but yeah, that's uh, one third. Yeah, when you can... you're disappointed with four points from four games, mm. I think last season we got what was it forty seven points from forty six games. That's roughly mm. what we were on, and and had we done that in some of those games that <laughs> led towards the end of the season, we'd have been a lot more comfortable. Yeah, indeed. I think well, we have, be... We're going to have a break from the league, and uh, yeah, which which is normally the thing they say when when things aren't going well. But yeah, a, a chance for for the for the fringe players to perhaps play. You can dream yeah. on if you think you're getting a maidenhead score prediction out of me. Not <laughs> a chance. The Timmy I heard you on that Blackpool podcast. He gave a prediction. No. I was hoping that would be buried and nobody would hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I'm I'm pleased that we got the win last night going into that break because yeah. it's one thing having an international break, but having the, the cup weekend and then the international break and then, you know, a game against a team who haven't been playing well and have started scoring now. Mm. Um, you, you sort of look over your shoulder to that and go, well, we need a result here. And, and the result last night, bought us a bit of time at least and and a bit of uh, a confidence and hopefully we can get some more from uh, from the next two games i i think i i'd rotate the squad a bit that's yeah. what i'd do yeah i think there's there's one or two players i thought mcguain has been so good 
uh, I felt last night there were a couple of times where I thought, oh, just a little bit tired, perhaps. And and you you know you give him a couple of games off, you know, get get the energy back in his legs, but also get game time for players that haben't been playing much, you know. And it, it Gorin's be... got to play, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it it's that whole thing with you know Maidenhead aren't doing especially well in the national league. Um, they had a player sent off the other week. Um, James Golding plays for them on loan from us, so I'm assuming he won't be able to play um, unless we allow him to. And I don't know why we would. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, I'm screaming my uh, face like I'm making the decision. Yeah, no, I, don't know I would. That. No, you don't want to do that. Um, and you're right. Yeah, Gorin. I think get you know game time for Gorin. Uh, it'll be a tough game. Like the you know the sort of the non-league game against the league team. They. They can't. They 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 know they won't be able to outpass us and outplay us. So the 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 route they might well go is is a bit more physical. So you don't want you know people getting injured. Um, so yeah, bring it's... Gorin in. He'll, <laughs> he'll give it back. But I, I think yeah, fringe players. You know, Negru Thornley. I would like to see Cooper at some point. Just yeah. a young striker excites me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll be yeah. good. And I I would think Perkins will be given another. Another yeah. chance. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be see great to see some of those players come in. I mean, I guess we'd have to keep in mind who they're playing against, but you know, it's all it's all um it'll be great for game time and things like that. And from Maidenhead's point of view, it's all the cliches, isn't it? They'll be well mm. up for it. It's um, a yeah. free hit and all those other mm. things people say. I think they're well you I think if you look at teams like Lincoln, Sutton are now obviously Lincoln are bigger, but mm. Sutton are now in the league, those cut runs can turn yeah. Uh, a lower league, non-league side into a... They can get a bit of a run. They can mm. go up the leagues and mm. have a bit of a, a flirt with the higher divisions, yeah. which is, if that's on the card, sometimes you only need to get to the third round. Mm. It's and, uh, it's a chance for them. And Maidenhead, yeah. you can start that journey next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Or we're having Golding back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and then yeah. Papa John's trophy same thing applies really you know it's it's an opportunity for for the fringe players to get more game time yeah i think i think yeah you possibly do a a half your normal squad and half uh fringe players and then swap it round for the other game mm. yeah. yeah with with yeah strength on the bench to come on just in case you need it but yeah, but it'd be interesting right. to like start Murphy and stuff like that. It, yeah, see see how that goes. Um, it's been good that McEachran's got some minutes recently. Yeah, you can give him those again. Uh, you've got you, him for one game, Gorin for the next. It's it's good to have those options. Um, and hopefully, Sam Long's injury isn't as bad as it seemed. Yeah. So yeah, the women's team um, will be playing. Their next game is the twelfth of November, and the last game was the twelfth of October. So they've they've got um, nearly well a, a calendar month off between games, um, which won't help in terms of match fitness, um, but potentially will help in terms of recruiting a manager because there's still no still no manager. Why not? Kath Kath needs to be the manager. How long has that been now? Is that two months? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Been a while, hasn't it? So I don't know what's going on there. Um, unless I think Liam, you suggested last time maybe they're rotating interims, um, to see to see what happens. Yeah, but it's I difficult to say, out, didn't they? So yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I, 
I, as long as Kath's involved, I've got faith in it. Mm. That's that's how it works. Mm. Um, and I think last time we discussed it, they were about to play. And we said, you know, they haven't started as well as they have in previous seasons, but yeah. they're, they're mid-table. They won the next game and went third. They've mm. now um, trickled back down because they haven't played for a little while, but they're not um, they're not doing badly at all. Mm. And it shows how high those standards have been in, in previous, um, previous seasons. Yeah. It's a shame we don't have more to say on it because I no. always I always feel we've not got as much to say about yeah. them. They, they do have fewer games and um they literally haven't played less since, prominent since we last spoke, have they? No. 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 They were. Yeah. Um Stadium, Any, there's nothing to say, say, is there? No, not really. <laughs> since we last spoke, yeah. Uh, that's kind of gone quiet as well. Why haven't you built it yet, Simon? Oh, no. Sorry about that. <laughs> I thought that's Actually, what I was that yeah, that is no. That is a good point. I think possibly since the last pod, or we may have mentioned the, um, on the last pod, the the three point pledge. Um, basically, trying to get as many people. So go to oxfox.org.uk. Uh, look for the three point pledge on there. But trying to get as many fans to commit to using public transport to go to you know the uh, the potential new stadium, um, which will only help our kind of cause to sort of show. I think. The vast majority of who've signed up to that have already said, yeah, we will use public transport. Um, appreciate it's not perfect for everyone. It won't work for everyone. But if the club, you know, put put in place, um, maybe with the with the local transport options, train and bus season tickets, you know, on the train from wherever you might be into Oxford Parkway, I think it'll encourage people. In, in you know to use public transport and leave the car at home yeah i think i think that works for everyone doesn't it um it means you don't have to focus on focus on the roads on the way to or from mm. um I'll, I'll tell you from living a long way away from the ground that journey home seems three times the length when we've just lost so yeah. it's at least if it's <laughs> a train i can fall asleep or, <laughs> or, or, or whatever yeah <laughs> well, whatever um it's it's just a weight off your mind, isn't it? Sometimes you can be driving to, you know, an away game is is a good example where you spend the whole time thinking, I hope we get parked. It's, it's like that at the Kazan where like, yeah. oh, I hope we get there before we're in the overflow or whatever. Mm. So not having that burden is is definitely appealing. Um, and it's, it's something you don't have to worry about. Obviously, it's better for the planet. Uh, it's better for the area, all of that stuff. Um, so if if it's at all possible I'm sure most people will yeah and you're right about you know worrying about getting there you know in in time to park on on the game on Saturday against Wickham um, because I was going out in the evening in Oxford wife dropped me at the station at the stadium Um, I was doing the Oxfox thing so we were driving up towards the stadium about quarter to one and by that point all the way along Grenoble Road you know, cars were parked all almost all the way down to the sort of Watlington Road, the, the you know the last roundabout. And as we're driving along, are we late? I said, no, no, no. It's, it's what is it? Quarter one? Are they parking for the football? Is it? Yeah. So, oh right, oh that's why you come early to you know to park. Uh, yeah, and to go to the pub. But but equally, yeah. it's that yeah. If you're not there by by twelve thirty for a you know if if you know that there's going to be a crowd twelve thirty if you're not there by then it's like well yeah you're going to be overflow and it yeah. uh it yeah it's it is one, that. It one handy make... thing sorry go on 
no, say, that, say that. Yeah. But it's it's we we drive there because it's not very easy to get to by public transport. That whole second furthest away from a station, and we will be if we get the new stadium second closest. So it it, it will make people go, oh yeah, we'll get the bus or we'll get the train. Don't just think about the fact you will get the train to the new stadium. Yeah. Pledge it. Go to the Oxford website yeah. and, Three point and do that. Um, because it it does mean it's more likely that that those local transport li- links will go. Oh, what we can get this many mm. season tickets sold or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or there might be something struck with the club. I'm not saying they're even looking at that. I have no idea if they are, but it gives that potential that it might happen. We've got now selfs. We'll uh, we'll wrap up. Um, like I said, we'll we'll try and get one in before Leighton Orient, um, which is an away day to London, which is always always nice. Get on the train, go have a drink, meet up with people, and uh, fingers crossed we get a positive result there, um, as well as the obviously the Maidenhead and Chelsea games. Um, but until the next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.